The Staggering Dragon presents Guardians of the Wills, a Star Wars podcast. And now here are your hosts, Neil and Dustin. Hey everybody, I'm Dustin. And I'm Neil, and welcome to the Guardians of the Wills podcast. Alright, we're going to get to the the penultimate episode of this <laughs> season, which I think is the proper word for the second to last episode. <laughs> but before we do that... Got to get to our featured D20 Radio Network podcast of the episode. And that podcast is The Forge, a Genesis RPG podcast. On the latest episode, number 24, GM Hooley and GM Chris celebrate the Genesis role-playing game and Genesis Foundry as they present the first ever Forge Awards. Oh. The boys also take a look at intellect-based archetypes and much more. You can find this and many other great podcasts at d20radio.com. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for that. Well, here in a second, we're going to have Cantina talk. But before yeah. that, we have to do as we do every week and talk about our current podcast ranking in Switzerland. <laughs> we got to talk about our status. <laughs> that's right is it high <laughs> is it low we don't really know so i got a random email it could be totally fake it could just it's be not like my neighbor down the street being like oh i'm gonna totally get this guy he's gonna believe mr this. burns the fingers <laughs> thingy he does but i got a random email that said congratulations your podcast guardians of the wills is number 237 in Switzerland. So, congratulations are in order. Well, not overall in entertainment and TV. Yeah, that's right. In T <laughs> in the TV and film category. Or, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we had to <laughs> we don't give ourselves that too down. much credit. We assume yeah. there's 233 podcasts and they just <laughs> put us at 237 anyway. <laughs> we'll take it. Like Dustin Heck said, yeah. whether it's real or not, I don't care. It's re it's real to me. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. And to that point, if you haven't, everybody that's listening, hit pause here in just a second because you got to hear what I'm going to say first. You you need to go to whatever device that you listen to your podcast on, whatever that you like to curl up on the couch beside the fire and listen to Neil and I talk about Star yes. Wars. Because I know some people think that's sexy. I right. Uh, I personally, I take, I play it out of a like a Bluetooth speaker, but into an <laughs> '80s boombox that's recording <laughs> it on cassette tape, and then I just walk around town with a oh, big boombox yeah. playing it on let, tape. Let the public know. <laughs> that's my favorite way. So you need to go rate our podcast if you like it. Like, and if you don't, don't rate it. Yeah, if you hate it, don't. Yeah, don't do anything. 
But if you happen to like it, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and rate it. And even better, comment on how much you love much listening to Guardians of the Wheels. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that most people in Switzerland, it has changed their lives. Right. I assume so, too. I have no doubt in my mind. So do that. So hit pause now and go do that. And then we'll, come back and listen to the rest we'll of it. We'll wait. <laughs> okay, we're back. Good job. Okay, now we're past that. Now we're going to move on to our cantina talk. We wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. Pull up a stool and grab a glass of blue milk. It's time for cantina talk. If we did anything other than this for Cantina Talk, it'd be real weird. And basically, we're just kind of <laughs> kind of quickly run down the fact that Disney has announced that they're going to fill our eyeballs with TV shows and movies and such forever with Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. So about a week or so ago. Yeah, about a week ago. Came, came the big announcement, and... I'll tell you what, I, I, it was all I could do to keep up with social media and going oh. to websites and trying to figure out what was going on and everybody fanboying out about everything. It was, it was pretty awesome. Um, so we're just going to quickly run down what's going on. It, oh, yeah, it was nuts. So, um, yes, and we, we, may, we may take some time here in a couple weeks where we'll really talk about this, but... We gotta. We don't want this to be six hours long. Correct. <laughs> so uh, the first thing we've we've known about this for a while, but uh, Andor, the uh, Cassian yes. Andor TV series, starring Diego Luna reprising his role as uh, Cassian Andor from Rogue One, and I had heard a while ago that Alan Tudyk was going to be K two S O again. I'd heard that. Too. I didn't hear anything about that. Last week? Didn't either. So I don't know if that's still a thing. I assume it is. I hope it is. I hope so. I mean, I hopefully it's Alan Tudyk doing the voice or whatever, but hopefully K2SO's in it. Right. For sure. Right. So that that looks that looks pretty cool. And then it does. Then the Obi-Wan one, Obi-Wan series that we've heard about now, we'd always been hearing that it's going to be a limited series, one season, however you want to word that. And I can't remember if they – I don't really ever remember them saying it this time around, whether it would be for sure or not. But I'm under the assumption it will still be a one-season deal. Probably. And I – yes, and I'm fine with that. Of course, the biggest thing to come out of is it's been rumored for a long time that Hayden Christensen was going to end up being in that for however much of the time he's – I don't know if it's – I assume it's flashbacks or something. I don't really know. But he they said he will be in it, and that's awesome. I'm super yeah. pumped about that. That's fantastic. That is good. Oh, so much. <laughs> okay. So, like like we said, we're just going to kind of jump around and, and, and hit this real quick because we might devote a whole episode to talking about this. But the Bad Batch, the Clone Wars style animation yes. series, which all of these things have little sizzle reels or previews or whatever you yeah. want to call them. Bad Batch was, oh man, it yeah. looks really, really, really good. It sure does. And I throw me back into that. I'm I'm in. I'm excited for that too. <laughs> then and up next, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say before we before we go 
out of there. I was going to say, if you watch that preview, Finnick, who is in uh, The Mandalorian currently, yes. um, she's running around with Boba Fett. She does make a little cameo in The Bad Batch, so that's pretty cool that they're starting to weave and tie all this stuff together. And it's interest. It's interesting to you know think that they're a character that got their start on The Mandalorian may then go on existing in other forms. Ahsoka, right. of course, another one been rumored yes. for a long time. We already got to see Ahsoka in The Mandalorian. Awesome. What's Ahsoka going to be doing? I think we all sort of hope maybe she's going to be looking for Thrawn and Ezra. But yep. we don't know. I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> so next up is something that I was surprised a little bit about. Oh, I was, was too. Rangers of the New Republic, which sounds totally awesome. Uh, oh. And you'll hear some of this in... Uh, this commentary for this episode we're going to talk about, but I'm totally digging on like old school stormtrooper firefights and espionage and going into a base and blowing stuff up. Yep. I'm assuming that's what this is going to be like, and I'm 100% in on that. Yes. And it's, it's, it does sort of seem like maybe they're setting up with the Mandalorian, setting up Gina Carano, perhaps being in charge of these Rangers. Sure. Kind of makes you wonder, or at least part of it, which I'm super into. And again, another one had been rumored for a long time that she was going to end up with her own show, so maybe this right. will be it. Correct. So we'll see. Next, Lando. Another one I... This one I was kind of surprised about. Right. And they don't say anything, but I mean, is it is it going to be still going to be Donald Glover? I sure hope so. Is it going to continue the story of Solo? I sure hope so. <laughs> I mean, if you don't get Donald Glover to do this, it's kind of a disappointment, isn't it? It is kind of a disappointment. Yeah, it, I don't know. I can't imagine it's going to be post-episode 9. No. <laughs> like old Billy man Lando? Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that's not the case, so we'll right. see. And I, and I don't know. I mean, I guess they could choose a time frame where Lando wouldn't be too old to be Donald Glover. You know, and obviously still not be old enough to be Billy right. Williams, but I don't know. I sure hope it's Donald Glover, but we will see. So then, right up next, another this one, another I was sort of surprised about. It's the acolyte, and so we talked about the director or writer, or whatever, whatever. All yeah, she's in charge of it. Before we listened to an interview where she taught Leslie Headland, where we. I right. don't know if anybody remembers it, but we talked about her. We watched an interview with her, and she was very, very much into Star Wars, which made us super happy. She was also super into role-playing games, which also made us really happy. Yep. And we'll see what that one is. It's supposed to take place at the end of the High Republic era. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a lot of speculation about what that storyline is going to be about. Well, that was, I mean, what is the end of the High Republic era? Because that... Was that right before episode one? Is that what that means? You know what I mean? I don't know. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Or it could, is it 200 years before that? I have no idea. Ah, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> What's after that one? So next is Visions, which is an animated series. And really all I could gather from that is it's going to be an anime style and it's going to be short films, it says. And that's yeah. kind of all we know and i wonder about that one and obviously like you said all we know is all we know but would that be a place where you where you could do uh similar to marvel's what if series that they're doing 
what if right. legends was still a thing yeah you know yeah if if you've if you read anything about the what if series it's really really interesting um it is. like talking about uh oh agent carter actually being captain america you know and stuff like that you know all these other scenarios now we don't know if it's going to be like a what if yeah. thing but could be we don't could really be. know i think it'd be interesting and then yeah. the big, where I shouldn't say this is the biggest one, but what's the last one? This was the one I was most excited about. <laughs> yeah. Rogue Squadron, the friggin' movie the is movie. coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am in. Now, yeah. I watched I watched all the little sizzle reels, and I, I know you did too, but was this not the one that we were like, oh my God, can we just go ahead and time, <laughs> yeah. teleport to 2023 immediately? So, yeah, a, a couple things real quick is, one, it's going to be in theaters, which is kind of a weird thing to say It is kind of the a weird state thing of the world right now, but in theaters in two years from now. But it's directed by Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman. And if you haven't gone and watched her little video oh, where man. she talks about it, I swear to God, I started crying at the end of it. it like... <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so awesome. <laughs> and it, if you haven't watched it, it shows her roller skating. <laughs> and yeah. uh, she's roller skating to her car. She's kind of doing a voiceover about how her dad was a fighter pilot and all yeah. this stuff. And then she's talking while she's changing. And she says, so I always wanted to make the greatest fighter pilot movie I ever that has ever been made and I never found she's like, I always look never found the right one and then you see the X-Wing and then her putting on she's got the orange yeah. suit on and putting on the helmet she's like well I found it now it's oh my I, yeah that is <laughs> oh, that is nuts yeah it is just like so yeah. you, oh man that's like a high bar to set for yourself <laughs> just be like this is it <laughs> <laughs> we're ending it right now <laughs> yeah Ugh, yeah I'm excited so there's a couple there's a couple other things um, that we don't have titles or anything for. Right, so. don't have titles for. Yeah. So what's what's the first one? So <laughs> Taika Waititi's film that we don't know anything about, just that it's still going to happen. That's right. as much as we're going to know. And I'm fine with it. Sounds good. I'm in. I'll buy <laughs> yeah. my ticket now. <laughs> uh, yeah. With him with him doing it. Uh, yeah. Here's my money. <laughs> Here's my money. <laughs> And so the second thing that isn't really anything that was announced, it was kind of a lack of announcement that we kind of found interesting and worth mentioning. Nowhere in any of this did anybody say the name Ryan Johnson about nope. any of it. Anything. So are we to assume that that ship has sailed? It's the way I would take it, but who knows? Any anymore, who knows? I think... This is why, well, this is why I, we had talked about before that we don't want to spend too much time on this and why we might devote an episode to it later. This would be one of the reasons, and, I, and I'll just say now, I think Disney may be getting their act together a little bit, and I think that could contribute yeah. to why there's no Ryan Johnson announcement, and that's not supposed to be a dig or anything like that. Right. But anyway, that might be stuff we'll talk about in a couple weeks. There, There is one more thing I want to say before we move on. I think it's really, really cool. It's a really awesome time to be a Star Wars fan. Yes. Because Neil and I usually talk about Legends stuff on this podcast, or we have pre, you know, in the past. And 
you know, we were given all these great novels and comic books and video games, you know, from the 90s onward until Disney bought Star Wars or bought Lucasfilm. And we had all these great stories about a lot of it. The bulk of it was about what happened after Return of the Jedi. Well, we are going to be living in the time now where we're not just getting comic books and books. We're getting multiple TV shows and movies. This is like the stuff that we dreamt about when we were growing up. Like, oh man, wouldn't it be so cool if Obi-Wan Kenobi had his own TV show? Well, he's gonna. He's gonna. (laughs) Or, oh man. And on the Legends thing, the Mandalorian and Clone Wars and Rebels which were not part of 789. Not trying to get complaining here, but there has been aspects pulled from Legends into those shows. And a thing that's always stuck in my craw was, and I don't remember mm-hmm. when this was, but it was Kathleen Kennedy in some interview or art, whatever it was, whatever medium it was in, magazine or whatever, saying that they had to come up with 789. And they just, you know, this was a big deal to come up with 789 because it's not like they had any material to pull from. It wasn't like they were just adapting the Harry Potter series or whatever. <laughs> so what? I mean, I get you want to make your own story, but you got plenty of places to at least look for ideas. But yeah. And <clears throat> to that point, I don't, I don't know how much you read um, Patty Jenkins talking about Rogue Squadron. And I don't know if this was a total PR move or what it was, but she was quoted as saying something to the effect of we are we are looking at the Rogue Squadron comic books and the novels. She said this is going to be original. It's not going to be a direct right adapt adaptation of that. But you know, we're definitely pulling from that stuff for influences. The way you should do. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if that was a total PR move because everybody got everybody like us got pissed at Kathleen Kennedy for yeah. saying what she said. But I hope it wasn't. I hope it was just a genuine, th- you know, quote that she said. It was like, this is actually what we're doing? Yeah. All right. Enough of that. Moving <laughs> on. We got to get past this for now. Yeah. We'll, we'll have evolve. a... We'll, we'll, we'll have chapter we'll 15 next week. We'll have a show just week. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we are going to move on to our prime focus, which is chapter 15 of The Mandalorian. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. It's time for this episode's Prime Focus. This one and one more. The Believer. The Believer, (laughs) that's right. Okay. Okay, you ready? You tell me when. One, seven, eight, play. Straight into the recap. Right out of the gate, the recap, the quote right here that Moff Gideon is getting ready to say. That might come full circle by the end of this episode. It just might. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, though. I don't believe you. <laughs> we'll see. So I have watched this episode, this 
is the sixth time I have watched this episode. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but I mean, if somebody asked me, what's your favorite Mandalorian episode? I don't think I would say it was this one, but this is the sixth time in less than a week that I've watched this episode. I, you know, I don't know why. I really, really like it. I've gone back to it too because I'm convinced it's. I mean, you know, Mando's still obviously the main character of the show, but this episode feels like it's whatever Bill Burr's character's name in is. I <laughs> yeah. can't remember now. It's like right? his his episode, and he does oh, a yeah. does a great job. And yeah. I, obviously, this is getting ahead of us, but we are assuming everybody that's watching or listening to this has watched the episode. That discussion at the table that's going to happen at the end, towards the end of the episode. Mm. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's that yeah. is nuts. I yeah. saw somebody liken it to. Uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. Of it. The beginning of Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. To that discussion, like, oh man, it yep. does. It's just because it's just tense. Everybody at oh, yeah. the table is tense the whole time. Right. It does feel right. that way. Okay, so now we're seeing this droid walk up to. You remember Bill Burr's character's name? I sure don't. Even though they've already said it. Inmate three four one one seven. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> bald sniper guy. Uh, <laughs> when he's coming up to bald sniper guy, but just looking at this junkyard that all the prisoners are working in, I, I think that kind of stuff is so cool. Like them standing oh, by yeah. this Tie fighter that's been there for so you know rusted out and all that. Because it's like, and we've made this comment before when they were using the ad ad as the crane and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But just this kind of thing is like, oh yeah, because this stuff would all exist in the Star Wars galaxy. You'd have a junkyard full of TIE fighters where people are scrapping them for parts. And why wouldn't it be? Pri- of course it's going to be prisoners doing this type of... Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And it's it's even something like, I don't know how to word it, but it's like, see, seems, this sounds dumb, extremely low effort world build, building. That's really mm. cool because it's yeah oh, he's got to be doing something why not have him working in a junkyard right or whatever you want to endangered servitude in a junkyard <laughs> but i think it's awesome and isn't that one of the did you see the tank in the background from episode one yeah yeah i love that thing and the atst laying on the ground yes. the atst head okay so what did you think of boba fett's armor when you first saw it right there I think uh, yeah, it, it got me excited because I think it's in my head. It makes sense that he would get his armor and then make sure it got cleaned up properly, yeah, repainted, yeah, whatever all he's gonna do to it. And I think it was awesome. It makes me really happy. When I first saw it, the first time I watched this episode, it kind of caught me off guard, and I was like, I don't know if I like that. That's really that he weird. Cleaned it up. Yeah, and then the more I watch it, the more I like pay I pay more attention to it because it's obviously a matte finish. It's there's no gloss to it or anything. Oh, and I'm like, I love it. This is pretty kick ass. <laughs> like yeah. this looks pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it does. So before we get too far into this, um, I couldn't be around for the last couple episodes, and so I had to lay a pretty harsh complaint onto Dustin because. Uh, um, 
One thing that really bugged me was I saw some people complaining that Boba Fett would stay and help Mando after getting his armor back. Yeah. And uh, I think Boba Fett would do that. He says something along the lines as, you know, I'm going to help you till it's done. And they say he's a bounty hunter, yada, yada, yada. He wouldn't have the honor. And here's my thing, as I kind of I complained to Dustin about this. I think that's ridiculous, and I think he would help because he's a clone of Django. Obviously, all the clones are clones of Django. He's just unaltered. And that's exactly what one of the clones would do. They would absolutely help Mando finish the job and get the child back. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that he is exactly like the clones, but they probably chose Django for a reason, not just because he's good at killing. And maybe that is like that duty bound honor um, mm -hmm. would be one of those things. I yeah. don't know, but it really bugged me because I think that's exactly <laughs> what Boba would do. And I think I thought people were complaining and I'm not saying everybody in the world was complaining, but the people that were complaining, I thought they were complaining because they just say, oh, it's just a reason to keep Boba, Boba Fett in the show, shoehorn him into the show. And I don't think it is. I think it's a legit reason for him to be here. But that's just right. my complaint from episodes <laughs> past. <laughs> anyway. No, I agree. I agree with you. Moving on. So we've got the the role-playing game scenario of you're going to have to bust into this Imperial facility and slice the computer console and get out alive. Darn right. <laughs> How are we going to do it? There's some really good lines here coming up. There are. I, I kind of got quiet because I like this exchange. This again why this whole exchange also is another example of why I think Bald Sniper carries this episode so well. Because yeah. it was when you first meet him in season one, See, for like we've seen him so many times since then. The one time we've seen him, he was just, I don't know, run of the mill robber or whatever you want to think. You know, he was just a bad yeah. guy, whatever. But I like this laid out that, oh, don't forget, this is a guy with a very, you know, a whole lot of military background that knows exactly what he's talking about and was apparently deep enough to know some things going on. And how yeah. stuff works and all that stuff. And it's probably really affected his life. I just think it's... I, I, you made the comment a little while ago that if somebody asked you what your favorite episode of the season was, you wouldn't say this. You don't think, but why have you watched it six times? <laughs> and I'm kind of in the same boat. It's just a really well put together episode. Yeah. He, it makes his... It really adds to that character. I mean, it he does. doesn't have... He doesn't have a ton of screen time between, you know, the one episode he was in last season and this episode. He's got like two episodes for the mm -hmm. whole series. But especially in this one, we really get to understand what he's all about. And there's some growth that happens yes. in this one 
There and it it's, is. It's it's simple. It's not it's nothing too complex, but it's it's simple enough that everybody gets it and you can somewhat relate to it. And maybe that's it that we that we feel like either if we're not him, we know somebody like that or we've you know you can relate to him and maybe that's why I'm connecting with it so much and I think a lot of other people are too. I agree. But another thing about this episode, so I guess you know him in particular again, and I've said this before, but I like when they humanize soldiers and stuff, and mm-hmm. you always just think of the Empire as being the bad guys. And again, I'm not saying he's a good person by any stretch of the imagination, but he was still a person. Yeah, just just a person in the Empire doing his job. And I always like that kind of stuff that, because there's something about it. The whole thing gets more personal. Keep using those that word, I guess, or similar words when you don't just view them as white armored, helmeted mm-hmm. soldiers, and that they're actually yeah. somebody inside there. Yeah, there's people in there. People in there, even though they used to be clones. <laughs> So there's some pretty interesting dialogue that happens here while they're driving. <clears throat> and uh, I love how Bill Burr's character starts questioning him about why he wears a helmet. Yep, because, I do too. I mean, if you really sit there and you're like us and you really start to dissect things and think about these characters and stuff you'd probably have the exact same questions that he's bringing up. It is great because you would have to think now, after meeting uh, Bo-Katan and those Mandalorians, he has to be questioning himself just a little bit. Oh, yeah. You would think. When they basically told him, no, you're the weird one, and your sect was (laughs) weird for wearing it, or refusing to take it off, whatever. I find that interesting. It would be really hard to to go against that when that's how you were raised. Those were the people that saved your life. Those were your heroes as a little kid. You know, how would you think any differently? It would it would be really hard to do that. Yep. And again, back to the Empire being humans as we see them driving through what is clearly other of these vehicles being destroyed it's like a so again that's just people in there I uh, I just like it I like yeah. it a lot and I'll, I will say again that uh, this was an episode I predicted myself like ah I bet you I'm gonna not be super I'm gonna like it but not be super into it and then there's gonna be some big thing at the end to set up the mm-hmm. final episode of the season but mm-hmm. instead, like it sounds like you were, I was wrapped up in this from the get-go to the end. Yeah. Because it's just really well put together. And it's also, <laughs> you know, it's something else about it. I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about it at the time, but I, I think about it now. You, of course, made the analogy of, oh, here's our role-playing game goal for, the, for this session of right. get in get the location, get out, get on the, slice the computer and get out. 
as opposed to that being at the very end, we're like, oh, we stumbled upon a computer and had his location so that we can move on to the big finale. That it does, that little bit of story is the entire episode, stretched out the entire, it's just, ah, they're good mm-hmm. at that. Yeah, yeah. So, he's getting ready to say something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's something else coming up. I like that too. That was that's one that sticks out. Like, can you take your helmet off, or do you just not take helmets off? That was good. And he asked it in a good way. He talks about Alderaan and Mandalore. Yes. And how they're both gone. extinct or whatever. They're both gone. Yeah. So, is he talking literally like Alderaan is gone? It, or is yeah, he talking figuratively about Mandalore? Yeah, I don't know. I wondered the same thing because that was... When I first saw it, it's, I almost paused at that point because I almost paused it to look up Mandalore. Did I miss something? Yeah. And he actually got blown out of the galaxy? And so in my head, I'm assuming he's just meaning, you know, Alderaan itself is destroyed, but Mandalore is also destroyed, just the planet, the husk of the Mm -hmm. (laughs) the planet's still there. And here we go with pirates. In the galaxy far, far away where we still have CRT monitors. (laughs) Gary was asking me what kind of species these guys are. And I said, well, I'm pretty sure they just made them up for this episode, for this planet, you know? They're pirate species. But they kind of they kind of look like, I think they're called Iktachi. Uh, there was a Jedi in the Clone Wars that was of that species. It's got like the weird head tail things that come real close to your face. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's who these guys are, but that's the closest thing I could think of good with that i think we go with that so <laughs> i just thought about this because they showed the screen in front of bill burr and it was red and it had the star wars font mm-hmm. on it you know or writing mm-hmm. on it i watched <laughs> told dustin this just a couple weeks ago i watched the star wars holiday special for the first time ever the old one not the new lego one and uh it made me chuckle because <laughs> in that in that show they have monitors, and they're just—it's all in English. Right. It's not in that Star. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, because you need to be able to read it. <laughs> it's a Star Wars holiday special, and, <laughs> and that's the only flaw I found in the whole thing. But <laughs> and, and it when that to me. when that came out, they probably hadn't uh, had had the linguist or whoever went through and made that alphabet yet. <laughs> no. I don't think you're right. It was just <laughs> somebody hopefully got fired for that blunder. <laughs> but it did make me chuckle because it was very glaring. And again, like I said, <laughs> that was the only flaw in the holiday special. I'm yeah, right. That's it. <laughs> it's perfect other than that. I really <laughs> like how when he's fighting these guys, 
He's making moves like he's still got his Beskar on. He does. But that Stormtrooper armor is just getting shattered. It sure <laughs> is. And it it lets us know that when it when you come down to it, yeah, the Beskar is a big deal to him and it's a big deal to his character. But at the end of the day, he doesn't need it to be who he is. He can still kick awesome. some pirate ass without it if he has to. He sure can and does. But it is cool that uh, it also then it goes to remind you that the Beskar armor is makes up part of his fighting style too. True. Yeah. Right. Where did these guys get all these thermal detonators from? Because they got a like every guy has a thermal detonator. There's a Dollar General in that town. <laughs> <laughs> they came from. <laughs> they sell them. <laughs> they're not. They're they're cheap. That's why it took so long for it to go off. Are they knockoff thermal detonators? They are. The I again. I was thinking about things in role playing game terms, but. This would be a fantastic chase scene in sure a role-playing game. And you can't drive that truck too fast because you're going to blow up, so you got to go slow enough for all the bad guys to catch up, so you got to fight them all. <laughs> Darn right. And then it's successes and failures. Who's gonna I say bad one? guys, but these aren't really bad guys. <laughs> They're just people wanting the Empire out of their <laughs> off their planet. They sure are. And, he, and he's just straight killing them. <laughs> he is. I don't like how Mando gets ready to duke it out there at the end. And here we go. The only time we ever cheer for TIE Fighters. That's right. Don't let Mando die. Got that, that old Rogue Squadron comic book feel with the TIE Fighters oh. and X-Wings flying through atmosphere, not space. Yep. And then... Uh, all the stormtroopers coming up like that. We've said this a lot, so it goes without saying, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again. This is a TV show that if this whole scene would have been in a movie theater instead, you would have thought not, you would have not, not have thought twice about it. Exactly. Exactly. It looks plenty big budget. And here's a thing I want to talk about. Cause I talked about it a couple episodes worth is I was getting really tired of the stormtroopers being so clean in the last yeah. couple episodes. It kind of, it just bothered me. It didn't look authentic. So I was really happy how we get a mixture. Some of them are pretty clean, but most of them are filthy. And it just, it makes it more realistic in it my does. opinion. And getting the sand troopers from Rogue One in this episode too is... Totally awesome. It is. You know, and another thing that adds to the, again, back to special effects, I guess, but adds to the realism is that giant truck thing they're driving looks exactly as mucky and gross as you'd think it should be after that chase scene. And <laughs> right. And it makes you think, you know, up until now, anything like that that we would have ever gotten on TV would have been in the Clone Wars or Rebels and even in those, they're gonna. It's still gonna just be a gray, mm -hmm. you know, truck thing at the end of it. That's probably not gonna have dirt on it because they aren't gonna. Maybe now with the advancements, they will take be able to do that stuff quicker. But ah, 
I just can't ever get over it, how good everything looks in this show. It makes you, we've talked about it before, it makes you wonder how much stuff is on a stage and how, mov- how much of it they're oh. using the epic technology with the screens in the background. And how mov- much of it was just actually filmed on whatever planet this is. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Took a SpaceX rocket to I assume most whatever of planet it. this is. So this Imperial officer coming up here, that guy nailed acting like a total butt face. Very Imperial officer. Yeah. You would, you would totally expect. This is the second. He was great. The second Imperial officer I wish didn't die so they could come back in the, in Mandalorian. Cause that, the one in the Bo-Katan episode that's up yeah. front in the cockpit. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. he was perfect, too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, please, I wish he wouldn't have died so you could come back and <laughs> be in more stuff. That character that you love to hate. Yep. And it's always good to have that type of character in your show. Yep. So here's something I kind of wondered about. Of course, you know, he has to scan his face and whatnot. So here's his reason to take his helmet off this season, I guess. But <laughs> all it had to do was scan any face. <laughs> That's what I didn't understand. I didn't understand that either because at first, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, wait, does Mando have like some kind of weird Imperial past that we're getting clued in about now I w- because he's able to access the computer. And then I was like, well, they kind of make it sound like just anybody's Anybody. face, like just a face, yeah, like a face. I don't, I never quite fully grasped what it was, was it's going like on there. Two factor authentication sort of, but the second factor doesn't, mean you can't get in it just means that they'll have a log of who got in kind of maybe i don't really know i don't know either he keeps that mustache nice under that helmet though (laughs) i think uh i think i may have already said this to you outside of the show but uh now that he has his helmet off for a lot of the rest of this episode, one of my favorite things is the fact that he sort of looks uneasy the whole time. Like, right. Almost like his confidence level drops. And it's, yes. it interests. And I mean, I get he's in a, he's in a scary situation or however you want to word that. But if he was in there in his Mando armor, he would still exude all the confidence and be ready to murder yeah. everyone. And again, I guess that also can come back to the fact that he's not wearing the best guard and all that stuff. But it just, it's uh, back to humanizing people, I guess, oh, yeah. a little bit too. Absolutely. With, he is still a person, even though we've seen him do all these amazing things, he is still a person that can be put into a situation where they are not comfortable, even if it's a situation similar to what they're used to being in, which would be one that's ready to mm-hmm. devolve into a fight. And I like that he doesn't know what to say. Oh, I just, man, <laughs> I'm falling more and more into what you're saying about. I don't know how I shouldn't say this is my favorite episode, but how do I say, why do I keep liking everything about it? It makes his character more relatable. It does. You know, as a human being, it makes you, makes you root for him more. It's just like the Imperial officer here. 
you you want you hate him so much and you're rooting for these guys so much that when you get the turning point here at the table in just a minute that makes it so fulfilling of a scene it you does. know it just kind of all comes to a head and it it does and then you're just you're like, oh my God, it's go time. Let's go. <laughs> it is. And, it, and also back to that humanizing thing where he seems so uncomfortable. Bald Sniper is totally within his element. He's yeah. He's clearly, I mean, you know, he's tense and all that, but he's pretty relaxed about talking and uh, not, I don't know if relaxed is the right word, but he's comfortable, knows what to say, salute, knows how to say, well, this is the designation and all that stuff. Just, the whole the fact that he has a history in there, uh, I just mm-hmm. very into it all. He's doing really good on his deception check rolls that he's making. He sure is. <laughs> he's doing them under the table. <laughs> so, Operation Cinder, straight yeah. out of Battlefront Two video game. Did you play it? I did. I did too. And it was pretty cool that they're throwing that kind of stuff in there. And that's really all I want is an effort to make all of this a cohesive thing. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Nope. It doesn't have to be exact. Just put forth a little effort to make it feel like it all is one great big story. Yep. And we, we already talked about this scene a little bit at the beginning and how good it is, but it is it's so enjoyable. Just little I love these kinda I like when movies do or I guess this isn't a movie, but when shows or movies do this sort of thing, have these types of conversations where things can turn on a dime, which clearly they're going to. And I love when you kinda cause you can before it before he shoots him, you can tell this is yeah. where this is gonna end up. They're probably not gonna get up and walk out. <laughs> and have it all be okay. Bill Burr's uh, his body language throughout this scene, he's fairly calm at the beginning, but by the end, he starts like twitching. He and does. He starts moving, and his head starts bobbing, and you can just feel. You're like, oh my god, this guy's like ready to snap. Oh yeah, he's gonna snap because he starts thinking about all this stuff and. The officer's making a good point about restoring order, and a lot of people, that's what they want. We're going to swoop in and take over, and he, I mean, it. he just boils over. <laughs> and I love when, I love when Mando looks at him, and he shakes his head, no. He's like, don't go down, you, no. Don't do what I think you're going to do. Please, <laughs> please don't do the thing you're going to do. Yeah. And he's almost apologetic looking back. Uh, this is, going to do this now. Uh. <laughs> and then I love this right here. They're, that guy's like, what? Too. They're like, what's oh, happening? That guy. <laughs> Everybody has to die now. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what do we do now? And again, building his character. He He's yep. kind of being honorable. He's like, I'm not going to tell anybody what you looked like or anything yep. like that. Never saw your face. Move on. 
making you like his character even more. Yep. And even if it's not, doesn't even all the way have to be a like, it's just to understand. Right. That he's just another person trying to make their way that may or may not have always done great things. Ah, I love this part when they when these two start sniping. Makes yep. me so happy. But the best part about it is people just keep walking out to get shot. I like that right there. It's like, I'm going to kick this guy's gun out of his hand and just shoot him. <laughs> I Shoot him. That was awesome. He didn't paint Slave 1 yet, though. That's, that's, that's in the next, next season. <laughs> the child's going to die because they'll have, they had to stop and repaint Slave 1. <laughs> we would have been here an hour earlier as so, well. We spent the last three hours painting this. <laughs> Our bad. So many people falling off like we're watching The Fugitive. <laughs> yeah, they should have thrown in like a one-armed alien running around in the background. They should as an, have. As an homage to The Fugitive. That would have been awesome. Do you think this is the same Slave 1 that they flew in Empire? <laughs> yes. Okay, I figured. It is. That's pretty cool. I really like how they address the flipping, the orientation of the Slave 1 mm -hmm. in this episode. Because you see him on the inside and you can see the chassis like moving behind yep. them on the inside of the ship. I think that's really cool. I also like that they Crash make sure shot. you know why he's bald sniper guy. Ah, that makes me so happy. <laughs> we all need to sleep at night. He's right. Yep. And so that's kind of the tipping point. Oh, Tie Fighters, we don't like him. We only liked you for a little back. bit. You think these are the two pilots that we cheered for earlier? <laughs> yeah. Now we're cheering for them to die. And they're gonna. So here so comes the scene that body? I... I about lost my mind. I even sat there and thought, surely not, and then it happened. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it is so good. I love that sound. Oh, man. That part alone might be why this is maybe my favorite episode. Could be. I love that. Thank you for helping. So they leave Bilber's character here on the planet. And the only thing I could think of was they Good just kind of left him out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like they sure they, do. Like, does he have like a, like a multi-tool or something. I mean, <laughs> a tent? Like, did you give him any food? He'll be okay. <laughs> He'll go kill those pirates and eat them, I assume. <laughs> no, I thought the same thing, though. But, I mean, I guess, to his credit, what's he going to? He's like, oh, yeah. can you at least take me somewhere nice? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to go. Right. They're setting him free, so he's going to gladly accept. Yeah. 
I do like how he turns around. Maybe they're going to shoot him in the back. Right. Yeah, because that could have definitely gone the other way if this was a different movie. Yeah. Where he walks away and you just shoot him. Which would have been cool. They rolled a check <laughs> for it. Do you shoot him in the back? Or do you let him live? <laughs> Choose your own adventure book. <laughs> So here we get builds the up the cast. He's still alive, waiting. I this is awesome. Oh, snap. <laughs> and that's the end. So, Rick, Rick Famua? Sure. I think is how you pronounce that. I'm not really sure. Think I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he directed, he's directed a couple different episodes, but one of note was the prisoner ship episode from season one right. where... We were introduced to Bill Burr's character, which is one of my favorite episodes. But uh, I really, really like how... I, I can't even explain how he did it, but the action in this episode, I liked a lot better than the action in the last couple of episodes, and I don't... I can't explain why. I know what you're saying, and I and I agree with all parts of that of not really being able to explain why and I think it's again why it was so why it grabs you grabbed me so much was yeah the action is something it's 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 just a lot of shooting but boy it's yeah. good yeah <laughs> I think it's the different parts of it it's like they take over the cockpit with um uh, Gina Carano I'm breaking playing out her name now Cara Dune Going in there, beating mm -hmm. them up. Then they change. Then they have the shootout, or Mando has the shootout slash fisticuffs on it. Then they get into into the thing, and it's tense, and then it turns into a shootout. Then you have the snipers coming. Then you have the ship coming, and then the TIE fires. I don't know. Everything just felt different as it was going. Yeah. It, it, just I, good. It, it was just, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should say it was it was more well done. Or if I just personally liked it better. I don't know which. Probably probably more that, I suppose. But I, I don't really know either. I know I liked <laughs> it. Okay. Well, that's the end of that. Second to last episode. Got to rate it. What do you rate it? Oh, man. Like, I've been telling Gary on the last couple episodes, I don't even know what to rate these episodes anymore because... They're all, like, every week I kind of get my mind blown. <laughs> I agree. I'd, I mean, I don't know. It's, again, it is the best Star Wars has been uh, given to us for a really, really long time. 
and it's no it's no secret that I'm not the biggest fan of the sequel trilogy. It's okay. There's good points. There's really good terrible points. points. Yeah. Uh, Rogue One was up there. You I know, love Rogue maybe One. maybe at the top, if not real close to it. And this is this is right there. I this agree. Is, this is up there, man. It is. <laughs> this is like, give it a five, I guess. Five severed limbs. I don't know what else to say. I will too, because if I like it as much as ones that I've previously given a five, it'd be wouldn't make much sense not to give this one a five too. <laughs> so I don't really know what else to do other than <laughs> give it a five, I guess. <laughs> crap. <laughs> it's a bunch of crap is what it is. <laughs> Well, let's wrap this sucker up. Um, You guys can find Guardians of the Wheels on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, thestaggeringdragon.com, and d20radio.com. Email us at stackdragpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and we always encourage you to leave us comments and feedback and let us know what you thought of Chapter 15, The Believer. The The music on this podcast is by the band Galactic Empire. So, what are we doing next week? Well, it's Christmas. So, (laughs) there's that. (laughs) No! Next week we're going to have the last episode of this. I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. I can't believe we're already to the last episode. I will say, you know, with all that stuff that Disney announced, and we just talked about Star Wars, but they also announced Marvel stuff, or, you know, most of it was stuff we already knew was coming, but... I am glad that it looks like Disney Plus is going to start having some series. And if they're going to do them weekly, they could essentially have a new series, a new episode of a series coming out every week. Yeah. Forever. Once once yeah. they actually start doing it. In a perfect world, maybe they'll have a couple. I think, uh, so WandaVision comes out January. And then... Is it um, January? Good. Yeah. And then uh, I think... Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out right after that, and I think right after that is Loki. So, yeah, the thing about having a new episode of something to watch on Disney Plus every week for the foreseeable future, yeah, that's a good call. That's probably going to happen. That is good, and I and I don't want to say one other thing before we're done, and I meant to say this at the beginning when we were talking about it. I assume all those Star Wars, you know, live-action ones and stuff will be visually up to snuff with the Mandalorian. I wonder if the Marvel stuff will be too, because I don't know when all that stuff was recorded because they acted like the Mandalorian was the first to get this, and I assume all that stuff was recorded after the Mandalorian, so I assume it will also look just as good. I bet it will. I hope so. So, anyway, (laughs) that's the end of that. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. And may the force of others be with you. You've been listening to the Guardians of the Wills podcast. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm and is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only.